afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, good morning. What's up, Bye fam? It's your girl, Megan Michael. Hope everybody's good. Um, how are you doing? How's, how's life? Um, what's your vibe like today? Uh, today, we are actually having three people here today. We had two people last week. Uh, we had Justin and... Thorn and they were speaking about men and dance and it was so good. We had amazing feedback. Everybody was talking about how they feel about men and dance and you know their sexual orientation and everything. But today we are speaking about the traveling dancer. Hmm. What is a traveling dancer? Who is a traveling dancer? Um, I, I chose this topic because uh, in the Caribbean, we think that when we travel overseas, we think that, you know, we make it big. Or when uh, overseas people come here, like Lion King, to audition us, this is our big break. Like, you know, this is the thing that is going to set us apart from all the other artists. So uh, I wanted to speak to traveling dancers, musicians, artists about their experience and how they feel about going overseas, their cultural norms. Had they had to, did they have to conform to it? Uh, how was it going overseas and looking at different people and how they speak and the language they use as artists, as well as was it worth it going overseas anyway when you still got to come out here? So, yes, today we have Drumroll! <laughs> Nandi Yard, Chantal Martin, and Johari Tate. Yes, thank you guys so much for coming. So first of all, let's cheers with water first. <laughs> cheers. And as healthy as we want to be, we're going to be eating pizza as well from Little Caesars. So everybody just take a slice, get some napkins, pass it around. Chantal, y'all, you eating pizza? Miss Keto? Okay, that's fine. We'll eat it. Hold a slice. Take it quickly. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, guys, dancers actually do eat pizza as well. Yeah? Y'all eat pizza? Of course. Oh, because I thought it was only me. <laughs> so, take the pizza quickly. Good. Just, just go for it. Just go for it. Pull it. Oh, yes. Yeah, don't be too bougie with it. Yeah, perfect. I'm for a camera guy. You want pizza too? No, cheese on. Okay, guys. So, the traveling dancer. Before we go there, I just want to go on a quick, 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 quick speed round. Normally what we do is ask dancers what they like um, in terms of this or that. So this round is called this or that. So first one, do you like jumps or turns? None. <laughs> jumps. Jumps? It's going to be jumps for me too. It will probably be jumps. Jumps? Even Talking about the turn, <laughs> turn, split, <laughs> turn, turn, split, <laughs> Nandi, seriously. My jobs also do you have to grow. So <laughs> uh, bar work or locomotive movements across the floor? I like bar work. Bar. Across the floor. Y'all serious? Bar girls. Definitely bar. That is way. It's true, bar. Which part yeah. of bar? You like town dudes? What you like? I a dodge? Ronda Joms. A dodge? Ronda Joms? Ronda Joms are my thing. You yeah. Always. Okay. Just like you go, you stretch like uh-huh. always. Okay, cool. Um, would you prefer a solo, a duet, a trio, or a group piece? A duet. Mm, I like trios. Trios? Why you trio? Because like I know I like the balance of having like a point. 
an odd number is a balance? Yeah, for me, because okay. obviously it's got a, it's got a little like, triangle. Right, okay. And you, at different points, I feel like you can feed off of whoever you're with. Mm-hmm. Like, the same thing for singing to me as well. I prefer okay. videos and I prefer duets. What are you like? Solo, of course. <laughs> don't do that. I don't play I that. I was actually going to say probably a trio or a group piece. Okay. Group piece so that I get points to go off of. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer a solo because when I mess up, nobody will know. Me but I mean, too. even when I mess up, people Me still want to know. know. Of the <laughs> even the groupies is. <laughs> yes, you're already like a duet. A duet. Yeah. I just like partnering. Oh. That's like my favorite thing. Who's your favorite duet dancer to work with? If I don't say Justin, Justin <laughs> will kill you. But aside from Justin, I had a partner in school. His name is Oliver, and mm-hmm. he was my favorite partner. Oh, yeah. Ollie, mm-hmm. come through. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what next? Okay, so we're gonna go straight into that segment, which is what's in your dance bag. Tell me, what is your guilty pleasure in your dance bag? I want to say, like, I always have some. Some kind of like massager in my dance bag. Okay. To like get my joints right. So mm-hmm. guilty pleasure. I guess sometimes I use a vibrator. <laughs> Can we say that? <laughs> Wait, what? That's right. What? what? And you're dance. So like, you know if you got like a cramp under your like arch, you just like jam it. <laughs> <laughs> So, guys, y'all heard that? Chantal uses a vibrator on her feet. Okay. I hope you sanitize it clearly. I only use it for my feet, Megan. Thank you. Okay, cool. Anybody else? I feel like anything after that is just not not up to par, you know? Okay. <laughs> All right, cutie. Uh, okay. Nani. Um, first of all, dance bag. You mean like dance card, like the entire mm. box seat? <laughs> um, I don't know. I really. Nani, I feel as though you got football shoes in your dance bag. I also do. It's a big bag. Some type of costume piece that you forget in your dance bag. Why are you reading me like this? Because <laughs> I know you. I know you, Nandi. You are also correct. I can't lash glue because you stick it on as you get there. Everything. Everything. <laughs> a rose and everything. I, I can't think of a guilty pleasure in it, though. Okay. Just things that I think I might need. No so, snacks or anything? My hopes and dreams. No, I'm not really a snacker person. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not the class, I feel like I have basic things. Like I have a tennis ball, mm-hmm. TheraBand, Moleskin, always. But I always also have gummy bears. Aww. Or gummy worms. Or popcorn. Okay. Like those two things, always in my bag. Cool. That's nice. Okay. Um, if there was something that, as dancer Tamber, but it's not you guys travel, but be normally order our letters on Disco Dance or somewhere else. <laughs> if we had the opportunity to have a dance, a uh, building that styles clothes, what what would you have from there? Like, what would you be like? You know, like how you have Sephora and you Chantal are always going to Sephora and taking out something from there. I'm better now. What, <laughs> what would you go into this dance shop to buy often? I feel like I'm always out of hairpins, to be honest. Okay. Hairpins, 
Um, I feel like we could get out here regardless. I know, but like something about those bun heads, hairpins, they just be different. Stick. Hit different, okay. Um, that skirts too. I love a good wrap skirt. Wrap skirt. In a little rehearsal. Okay. And proper. This is the opera singer though. Proper character shoes, like proper. Okay. Leducas or something. Nice. Period. I was probably only going in there for shoes. Yeah. Only dance shoes. Yeah, some type of dance shoes. Yeah, I like sassy leotards. Like you, you only get, leotards. you only get good leotards on discount dance that that last long and mm-hmm. that are strappy yeah. and cute and stuff like I that. Shop so. there in a while. Yeah, I haven't like four years. Yeah, honestly. like when we were here, yes, all the time. Sure. Yeah, I haven't. Seen it, no well. Yeah, I mean, I like leggings. I mm. live in leggings. I have too many leggings, and I want more so <laughs> leggings. You should start your own leggings line, then. I mean, if anybody's watching, <laughs> <laughs> let me know. <laughs> All right, guys. So that's cool. That's a good segment. So we know what's in your dance bag, and we know what you prefer. Now, normally, I do a quote poll where you pull a quote and you tell me what it means to you. But I think uh, it's kind of like giving it away too much. I want you to think a little bit more. So what is a quote that you live by as a dancer or anything in life that um, has put you through or get you through hard times? Or just like some people say, you know, YOLO, you live once. For me, it's lose your mind and come to your senses. But what is yours? Okay, you could think about it a little bit. I really looked at mine yesterday, and it is, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. If you play good, they pay good. Ooh, all right, you need to slow that down for me. You need to slow it down. (laughs) So go again, go again. If you look good, Mm -hmm. you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. If you play good, they pay good. Obviously, you would change play to, like, sing or dance or act, but Mm -hmm. still, Everything is a play. Yeah. That's by Deion Sanders. Okay. American Football. And how do you like, relate that to life? Like, how do you put that in? I mean, it's just like, once I once I know I, okay, for auditions, like, I show up, like, if I'm already the lead, like, I show up, like, this is already my rehearsal space. Like, mm-hmm. you're already paying me to be here. Mm-hmm. You are in my presence for a reason. Yeah. And so that... Don't call me, I'll call you. Yeah, like, don't... <laughs> <laughs> To dance is to be out of yourself, larger, more beautiful, more powerful. It is beauty on earth, and it is yours for the taking. Oh, she remember that? No, I have known this for like it's been like ten years. It's like my wow. one thing. Because people always ask, like, how does it feel like yeah. to be on stage, and how to like, like nobody really understands, and it's so hard to explain. Mm-hmm. But like that quote is, that's just exactly what it is wow. to me. That's perfect, Andy. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, go get it. 
<laughs> yeah, like, go, guys. Don't fall asleep. <laughs> don't fall asleep. <laughs> I actually can't, again, I, I don't have a quote. Um, I would say for me, for performances, before I usually have a period where I'm there coaching myself or what's about to happen on the stage, and a lot of it has to do with making sure that I express what I'm really feeling or the message that I'm trying to get across in this performance. So whether it's to be confident here, um, make them feel happy from my performance, because I probably feel super happy on the inside and sharing that, which is most of, most, that's kind of the line that I go down most of the time. But if it is, is a deep message that I am portraying that message properly. So it's a little mental something. I guess that's my quote moment, but I don't mm-hmm. have the words so for like it a cheerle- a cheerleader moment. Yeah. Inner outer body kind of thing. Cool. That's great. Okay, guys. So we're going to go into the meat of the matter. So as I said in the beginning, um, the reason I chose traveling dancers is because there's this thing in our minds, and it does not even have to be a traveling dancer. I find, like, cricketers get a lot of, like, forward because they go and play for the West Indies. They travel all around the world. They come back here. You know, it seems like you've lived a better life because you travel overseas. And I wanted to delve into the life of the life and the mind of a dancer going overseas and, and thinking, of, is it really worth it? Or did you get anything back from it? Or can you give back what you've learned overseas here? Um, is it a waste of money? <clears throat> a waste of your life being here as a Barbadian and not give back in a way that you've learned so much and you keep it all the way over there and not bring back and teach people what you've learned out there. So there's so much to go into, but I want to go first by asking you specifically your stories and telling me how it affects you as a traveling dancer and if you've been chosen or you've gone overseas to (coughs) pursue dance in a way. So... Take it ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I guess it's one first. <laughs> um, and y'all can eat the pizza. Like, it just ain't cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, noises. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Um, okay, how did I start? I feel like I started really, really young. Probably like five or six. And I started at Louise. And then I did a couple um, summer intensives. Some, one in Canada and then one in Colorado. And then that was when I was really like, okay, I'm going to be a dancer. Let me take this seriously. And once I was 16, I left and I went to Interlocking Arts Academy where I was a dance major. I did like my last two six more years. And then I did my BFA at University of Arizona. And now I am a dancer for Norwegian Creative Studios. Ooh, that's on the ship, right? Yes. Okay, you were with Josiah? Not Josiah, um, Michelle? No, he works with a different company that I will not mention. Okay, (laughs) celebrity. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, as a traveling dancer, let me know. um, Why did you choose that at school? Uh, What peeped out to you? Um, Why did you decide to go overseas, first of all? Why? Was there enough resources here to to learn dance? I think... Here, I had kind of reached my peak, and I was like, well, if I really want to do it seriously, then I have to leave. Like, I have to train with the best people and with, like, the best teachers that I possibly could at the time. Mm-hmm. So that's why I left. Um, in choosing my schools, it was really, and truly for university, it was really weather and money, like, scholarship, and I could not live in a 
cold place anymore. So I went to Arizona, which is very hot, like two ends of the spectrum. Um, but it was just for a different experience because I feel like you watch so many YouTube videos and you're like, oh my gosh, these people are so good. But then you can't measure yourself against them if you don't dance with them, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And for me to be a better dancer, I had to do that. So I had to leave. Okay. For me. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Chantal. Uh, yeah. John and I had the same start. We both went to Louise. And it was pretty similar. Shout out to Louise. Wow. <laughs> Shout out. Same class academy. Yeah. So for me, it was both music and dance driven. And I was honestly, up until leaving, I was still torn between what I wanted, like which one I wanted to go with. Um... And like Joe said, I would have done summer intensives as well, mostly in New York. And when it came down to me choosing schools, I remember I <laughs> took a tour of J Yard. Mm. Juilliard? <laughs> Juilliard. Mm. J Yard. <laughs> <laughs> I took a tour of J Yard, and I had friends that were there at the time. Julia was there ahead of me. Um, and I would have gone to see some of the productions that they put on. I did both their opera program and their dance program I went to see, just to like sass out the people. And the dancers just, they weren't hitting girls. Just, <laughs> that, that personality just was not there for me. So I was like, okay, so dance at Juilliard is not going to work out because these people, it's just, I don't know, it would probably been because of New York as well. The vibe around dance is just very snooty, very competitive. And I'm so used to here being a part of family all the time, very nurturing. So I didn't like that vibe, so I ended up choosing music instead. Ooh, it's got options. <laughs> Come through. <laughs> and makeup, too. <laughs> yeah. question there you said take your body to the next level so how have you things as a caribbean person um and i say caribbean because most people in the caribbean are black mm -hmm. um our bodies move differently uh based on one the climate and we're black so if you're studying ballet your body is definitely not going to look the same mm -hmm. as a caucasian or asian person yeah. so when you say uh take your body to the next level 
being just because you're here in Barbados, that doesn't mean anything. <clears throat> even if you go overseas, it probably might stay the same. Or we probably don't even know where our bodies could go, even if we're here or not. It, it's just it's just a thing that is in my mind. Like okay, it's, like rather it's here or not, it's, your body is still gonna push it wherever it goes. It's just a mental thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it comes down to almost. I, we speak about code switching with voices, but mm. it's code switching with bodies as well. Yeah, because you're very aware how we move here, mm-hmm. um, the importance of different parts of our body parts that we move here versus what they would come find or refine mm-hmm. overseas, and it. It really does depend because obviously they're going to move differently in America than they move in Europe. Same thing with voice. Like, we sing completely differently in those types of auditions. Like, you know what to use and what not to use. And so it's more about broadening the vocabulary that I had mm. to speak with my okay. body. Okay, yeah. So that's that. what that was. Yeah, yeah. that, I understand. Cool. So, no, before we go on to Nandi, I can ask both of you. You're here in Barbados right now. Um, you came back for COVID. Like, why are you here? <laughs> I mean, because my visa said, bro, you know, <laughs> bro, I'm not renewing it because the theaters are closed. Okay. So that's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. But you plan to go back overseas? Yeah, for sure. I mean, COVID and so my contract it was supposed to end in April, but because mm-hmm. of COVID, it ended in March. Okay. So I came back home early. I was going to come back anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, just to have a break. But that was the main reason that I'm here. I plan to leave again. Mm-hmm. So your you, both of your plans are not to stay in Barbados, but to still go and explore and widen your vocabulary and dance yes, or yeah. music. I think at least for my performing career, mm-hmm. it will be overseas. I'm not like completely ruling out coming back eventually, but performing definitely. Yeah, if I come back here, it will be come back to like share knowledge and yeah. to teach. Like that's always a new plan. But performance wise, like I need to touch more stage. Like period. Mm-hmm. Who? Period. <laughs> cool. All right, my love. So their their um stories are different because they've chosen to go to school and they had this plan to broaden their their vocabulary and dance and music. But Miss Missy was chosen. She was the chosen one. <laughs> um, can you give us? I think I know your story from the time you say you going to turn off for two weeks and end up going to the stage. <laughs> And we know, we know, but I want a full play of part one, two, three, actually asking to go to, to, to Trinidad, but you just randomly like that, like, it wasn't even carnival or nothing, it was just, it was just like it was January, before. It was right, before, right, yeah. like, I want everything, tell us everything. Uh, so... To take it Tell back, Tell me the weather <laughs> on the day. I want to know everything. Let me go. Uh, to take it back, I am on a different side of the spectrum from the lovely ladies here. Because I came up more in a folk um, African setting. And more like the cultural dances of Barbados. So that would be between dance and Africa. There was Atno Generation with Tyrone Trotman. Mega Trotty, um, <laughs> Danny Hayes, similar to Megan. I think I knew you basically my whole life in dance. Um, for me, as a lot of the dancers in our section, in our genre, um, there isn't, I don't want to say that there isn't a future, but I want to say that maybe it's not as mapped out as other genres here. Like, whereas in Bali, it's not popular. 
Yeah, like they there's a, like, 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 a future. Like Pop yeah, definitely yeah, is a player. Yeah, yeah. The structure of it, right? Yeah, is all they got. Yeah. yeah. So for me, part of it was like. I know that the ballet side, I did a couple years of ballet. I don't think it's for my body. <laughs> I was trying to tuck that butt under and it was not going anywhere. <laughs> so it was like, that's not for me. I think that is probably not going to work out for me. I would say little things like, you know, I just here finishing up at school till Marshall or Rihanna come pick me up, take me somewhere. Or like, I would have time nights have a basketball game. And I, those were just things far in my mind, but I had no clue how. I was ever going to reach that point. So I went with the more academic side of it and still dance on the side. Because, like I say, most dancers here, you know, they would dance in a hotel circuit on the evening, which is, I think, probably the most popular. There are one or two that might teach. You know, we hopping from hotel to hotel. Oh, Everything go be. You go from one hotel to the next yep. and just making that little money. Yeah. So, so yeah. And then at the same time, most of them still work a nine to five. Right. So. My thing was to figure out my nine to five and dance on the side because I still school as well. Yeah, because <laughs> I personally didn't have a vision for myself of how to get there and how to do it. So mm-hmm. that's what I went with, and that's kind of how I ended up in Trinidad because I actually was going back to collect, to collect something from school. This was right before Carnival. I always wanted to do Trinidad Carnival, but again. How am I going to get there? Mm-hmm. Where is the money going to come from? So we went before I bit, she messaged me. I was like, I bought my flight for Trinidad. I was like, cool. I go in a buck too and I jump in on your package. I jump in on your flight and stay with you, etc. And she was telling me, she always talks about the dance culture in Trinidad, Trinidad from when she was there studying. So she was describing that there are a bunch of different classes you can go to, like, um, schedule you could go to different schools and stuff like that so that's basically what we did for the two weeks mm-hmm. i took about 16 dance classes like we got off the plane and went straight to dance shout out to trinidad in the xo dance label who's my other um, training people i also went to a lot of classes at l yes um there's sda sda yeah. i'm so hoping not forgetting anybody <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i went to a lot of their classes from one school to the next school jumping in between and um, for me, it was just about collecting as much data, as much information as I can in this short space of time. Mm-hmm. Also, Healing Queens just popped into my head. Yeah. And in some of those classes, I went to Turbo's class, which is right. the choreographer for Marshall. Y'all would have met Turbo. Sometime he came to Barbados before. He came to Barbados 2015 and did a workshop with us. 2014 right. and 2014, 2015 and did a workshop. Actually, it was social media marketing as well. So he was a kind of head of everything yeah. because he had a whole PowerPoint presentation on, and I'm like, legit. Yes, terms. Uh, I will never forget. And at that time, like, nobody didn't really care about Instagram or likes. Or, and it'd be like, likes don't mean anything, to be mm-hmm. quite honest. But well, as a dancer, you need to show the people out there that doesn't know about this world that it exists and we matter. So Turbo had this mindset of, you know, marketing yourself as a, a dancer specifically, not as a group, but as a dancer. And he had this PowerPoint presentation and how you should um, show the type of movements and give tutorials and on YouTube and tagging and hashtags. I'm like, what is this? What are you talking about? Like, we don't care about this. 
But 2020, no, like, it's during it. So, yes, we're back onto the stage. So let us know. We need details. You're at the study stage. Mars and, and Turbo saw you. Then what? Like, we need a count by count. Yes. Yeah. Literally a count by count. We need a count by count. We need to what happened. What happened on five and six? Oh, dear. And it only adds to you. It's true. Let us know. So I was really just in a party enjoying myself as usual. This was my last night before I go back to Barbados. And... They pulled me, they were performing, enjoying their performance. They like point me out from the back and call me forward. And they looked at Ashley and I was like, should I go? She was like, I'll hold your purse. I was like, okay. <laughs> so they went up on the stage. And the entire time I was just like, well, you're here now. <laughs> you no turning back. So mm-hmm. just go. Come by come. Turn, split, back up, back up. You missed the head. You missed the, the head. head the weight lash. Thank you. Guys, that's my favorite right? part. As much as Nandi is this thing on, on stage and big, she is very quiet. She is very <laughs> true. introverted. She She's is public speaking right now. <laughs> you should see my Sweating. All of that, that's just like a different part. That's... I call Keeps while we're at number three. Devon. Devon. <laughs> so we have our like <laughs> alter egos that we go on stage. And that's another thing that is beautiful about dance. We can just transform and become this thing for just like two minutes or 30 seconds. And I think that's what happened to you. That like, you just went really into so. this zone that actually many people can't really explain it. Only dancers could feel it. Yeah. So that's the adrenaline rush. I- so I just describe it as a journey rush. A split personality. Yeah. So right after that then, you went back home. Mm-hmm. Or what was the conversation after that? Um, I was home, a turbo messaged me and asked if he could call me. And I was like, okay. And I, was, I don't remember what it was home doing. I remember by the time he hung out, I was running circles in my living room. And I was like, Ashley, Ashley, Ashley. He called me back. Mm-hmm. He called me back and asked me to come. Mm-hmm. Um, he asked if I could come because I think they were about to start up. Their carnival Ourselves, run for that tour. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, carnival in Trinidad for that. So, um, the same carnival that I wanted mm-hmm. to go to. Yeah. Didn't know how it was going to get there. That was God. Um, <laughs> said you want to go? Go work. It's true. It's true. 2017? I think 2017. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I was still at UE at that time, and they asked if I could come back. So it was like, how are you going to work this out with school? But... I'll figure it out. I'll be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I left, I think, the, like, the same weekend or something. But I also dancing in the hotel, because then we had to, like, it's try true. to oh, switch yeah. Nandi on some days. Ooh, and Nandi would tell us, no. okay, guys, I'm going to be here this hot. day, this day, this day. <laughs> and then next day, somebody else coming in. Nandi's like, oh, you back today. So it's just a lot yeah. of reshuffling for Very a lot of stuff. So, yeah. Both in the dance circle and at school, but my teachers were... Ball. Fair- Everything. And cheerleading. Girl. So about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but my teachers were pretty understanding about it. Um, they sent me work online and I had classmates that were working with me and I and then Masha was also very open to sending me back whenever I needed to come back. So I came back to do exams in between mm-hmm. or to do labs and send them in. Or I would be going to shows and still typing up labs to send off. Mm-hmm. I remember there were times that I probably had two shows one night. While I was studying on the way to the show, went straight to the airport, came, did a test, went back to the airport, went back to Trinidad. I had another two shows that night. Like, it started to get crazy, crazy, but I feel mm-hmm. like we were kind of accustomed doing it here, so it wasn't mm-hmm. like that big of a Because I feel movie. before Marshall, you always used to come dancing with books. <laughs> It's always true. a whole set That was her guilty pleasure. <laughs> 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 you could have seen that. 
because even when Science we were book. doing yeah. like Nifka and stuff, you would come with a big backpack and just lay down on the floor and do your work and yeah. probably drop sleep. And then when it's time for Nandi, get her <laughs> leg pop pop. Like, nothing <laughs> like, this girl is just doing work. But, yeah, so it get you. I had to find time to structure in the other things that needed to be done. So mm-hmm. it was like, any moment I have free time, do the school work or anything okay. else. Sleep. Or sleep. <laughs> sleep. That's what she's love asleep. She's yeah. five minutes, okay. Sleep. <laughs> and then walk on the stage. <laughs> so tell me, Nandi, let's go into the cultural norms now how was it different in rehearsals was it different um doing rehearsals for that process and then traveling and doing rehearsals if you did have rehearsals because i think you guys had a set yeah so it'd be a set thing for for all these shows so did you switch up things how was the costuming was it a costuming process um was it different? Is the leader different than the leaders here? How was the communication? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I would say it was still very comfortable to me because it was basically what we do here around Cropover, but now on a way bigger scale or mm-hmm. where we would want it to be. So in terms of the rehearsals for all those hours going through a set, like times that I dance with Soka Cartel, so it's just a Soka Cartel set that we mm-hmm. rehearse into. So now it's now on a bigger scale for Marshall or mm-hmm. we have some check. But instead of being at NCF, NCF, or running into pillars, or Kensington, wherever that show is, no, is it arenas, arenas, or wherever that performance is for the night, and you going from one performance to the next. But sometimes mm-hmm. you might go take a bus there, whereas I might just be running backstage and changing and jumping back on. Right. Okay. So it, it kind of was the same thing. Oh, costume ways. Um, we had a cellist for the most part. We had a makeup artist. At times, we had a massage therapist that was mm-hmm. sitting there with Okay, mm-hmm. massage therapist. <laughs> Come okay. through with the body. <laughs> yes. Keep it tight. Keep it right. <laughs> okay. It was a different... Different, but still very similar. Because now I'm living there and I'm there to dance. So I get her a rehearse. I probably go to the gym. Take dance classes in between, perform later on, and I, mm. I know I'm full fledged into dance mode. Dance mode, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that to me was the step up and the difference. Um, it was still very family oriented. Um, everybody was very accepting, even though it was a foreigner. <laughs> but they were all right, very, you're the only Beijing, but the entire yeah. band is Beijing, so yeah, it's there's true. also you that. Know. So. The, <laughs> Wherever there was comfort, there was still a settled right. race. They got the major musicians. All right, then. We are who's, who's on? Who's on? Um, Darren. Hi, yeah. Darren, Darren Bailey. Shout out to you. Um, Malik Alec. Um, Alec. Melvin. Melvin Alec. So there's um, Darren, Dwayne Androbus, Melvin. Um, I forget him, people. Nikita mm-hmm. was a backup singer at one point. We also point. got Nathan on camera, Nathan. too. Nathan on camera, Day on camera, Jamar is another one from Host of Day who's also mm. there. And Chantal um, around. Chantal is always okay, there. Sis. It's the Bajan. <laughs> uh, there's Ryan that is the musical engineer. engineer mm-hmm. And there's also Shamar Coombs. So I always had a bunch people. of people around me. And then the, well, I'm the foreigner in their space. So they were also very open. Okay. And it was so very family oriented. They would take me to other dance classes if they were running by. Mm-hmm. Everything, they would, the trip be good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so let's talk about traveling. Traveling as a dancer. Um, the actual thing about traveling, how is it like going to rehearsals, traveling from one place to the next? Let's speak about being in the cold. Um, 
was it easy to travel from one place to the next if you had rehearsals? Whereas here in Barbados, you know you got a 7 o'clock rehearsal. You could easily leave at 6.45 because there's not much traffic or there's no snow. Or y'all is just short late. Y'all are sick here. Y'all are traveling process in the difference between Barbados and the U.S. Honestly, like, I get ready an hour earlier mm-hmm. than I actually have to. because Where? Here? Overseas. Overseas, okay. Because... If you're on time, you're late. You're late, you know. Oh, and then late. you also got fat in late. If you're rehearsing, and you had class that morning, but rehearsals at six o'clock at night, you're not warm. Mm-hmm. So if you show up at six o'clock, rehearsals at six o'clock, and you legs <laughs> and jumps and things happen, mm-hmm. and then you out for however long. It's true. So you got fat in late. At least twenty minutes of warm up time. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm walking, support like I know I can get there in ten minutes. But if I have to take an Uber or something. Suppose your Uber's late. Suppose there's traffic. Like, you have to factor in so many things because you're working with people that expect, like, the best all the time. And even, like, if you're just in school, like, you can't just show up late because mm-hmm. it affected everybody that showed up on time mm-hmm. and ready to work. And you can't really be that person that's just, like... So you're saying that the dance etiquette overseas is way better than here? Yes. I mean, <laughs> just saying. That's, that's all you yes. had to say. I feel like it also depends. It also depends, though, because, at, like, I remember at Louise, we were always early. Yeah, that's We true. would always show early because, you know, we're those, we're those girls. We mm-hmm. want to sit down. We want to warm up. We want to go through all the exercises. Mm-hmm. And when I started going over to, like, NCF and, like, rehearsals with y'all. Don't call names. Do not call names. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the building. Names. Not whoever we dance with. But when I started dancing, like, on the more, like, local scale, mm-hmm. I would say, y'all. <laughs> y'all. Yeah. How one of me rehearsal is seven and we start her at ten. Yeah, I mean that I'm gonna stretch, that's so true. And it and it, it makes sense because as Nani's saying, most of you guys have like the nine to five situations mm-hmm. that you, you gotta make it work. So you're like making it work whereas over where we were, for a lot of us this was where we already planned to be. We were already really serious. We were we were working schedule wise because obviously there are classes before and after us so there's mm. no showing up late when we're mm. rehearsing we're rehearsing during class time okay so that's the only time you have um so then when i got overseas now i already had that training so i'm always early like always early i'm always the first person in rehearsal and the people that run the rehearsal realize that and they like love you for it because yeah, they know love they love that they like on Every every time I've worked on a show, the directors or the stage managers are always like, Chantal's always here, she's always punctual, she's always the first body to like sign in. Like we know if anything is going wrong, she's already here, mm-hmm. so we don't have to worry about that. And you would think that is something small, but that that gets you leads mm-hmm. as well. Because they're like, Well, we know she's gonna be here. Mm-hmm. So And it also like brings down the pressure and anxiety on you and the choreographer. Oh, yeah. and, Cause you don't gotta feel like, oh my god, I late. I hate to rush. Um, I love to sit rushed. in my dress room and stare at the wall. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I hate to rush because yeah. again, as Joe said, we have we have warm up times, and for me, I got a warm up voice and I got a warm up body. Mm-hmm. So I need these specific times for both of those things to a lot, so that by the time I hit stage, everything is fully warmed, everything is working, and that dance mentality that I would have grown hair is definitely what helped me for all those years that I was doing music because mm-hmm. when I was at school I wasn't dancing as heavily we would have like 
dance for singers or whatever that case may be <laughs> and I would just be in the side doing whatever I want to do because the teachers don't worry about me but when I started working outside of school and had to implement dance I was like oh god thank god because <laughs> I would have struggled mm-hmm. I would have been a lot less employable if I okay. was not on time all the time mm. that's interesting and that's so important too like in casting mm-hmm. like people think like best person gets the role nope. but really and truly like, it's your attitude and yeah. you being willing to work and they knowing that you're going to be there mm-hmm. like and yeah. know what you're doing i always make sure that like in audition spaces that i'm i'm a front ass bitch can we curse <laughs> i'm always well, in the center i'm always in the center like that's just where like to be and then jahari showed up in my class and i had to share it but it's okay um but yeah but coming with that obviously you're right you're directly in front of them and so the culture is different the people that are looking at me they don't know me whereas if i'm here every dance teacher would know who i am every like music teacher would know who i am so they will already have like a preconceived notion of what i'm like in rehearsals but now i have to show rehearsal chantal in an audition space mm-hmm. so a lot of the time that that just shows with like me showing up me having everything um, on me at the same time, not having to run outside, always just being super prepared. And I think a lot of it also just familiarly for us, how we help each other. Mm. I think when directors see that you're willing to help somebody that's next to you, like, oh, what's the count? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Then they're a lot better. Like, they know how you're going to function in a class, in a cast Wait. format. Yeah. Nice. Okay, let's talk about culture identity. And I'm going to keep going on you for this one because... Not only are you um, an opera singer, but you are a social media guru, uh, makeup advocate. Yes. Y'all following this, the 30 days of um, Halloween. That's 31 days of hell. hell. Right. And I think that you have a, such a huge following and you can connect. You find a way to connect Barbadian culture with, you know, New York or wherever you are. And you always infuse who you are where you are. Um, let's talk about cultural identity. Do you feel that you have to, like, stick in Yado, Azerbaijan, anywhere you are, or um, make sure that people know Barbadians can do this too? Uh, do you feel you need to separate yourself from your your identity as a Bajan sometimes, or switch up the way how you speak, or sing? Mm-hmm. Singing, of course, because your diction may be a little different. Yeah. Um, when you sing as a Barbadian versus having an American or a UK accent. So that's they said that. I will say, um, obviously, we're very aware that we're, we are not, you know, in America, we're not in the UK or whatever, but you're never really truly affronted with it until you really leave. So I think I was in, I was in like an English diction class. And so English diction is basically as it, says we are singing majority in English for that class but we sing in different accents different dictions as you would call them and how we speak so I would speak um what I'm singing we would say it first and the song that I was singing or the aria that I was singing I didn't necessarily have to have like a heavy British accent or a heavy American accent it was we like to call it mid-Atlantic which is in the middle which is like newscast accent Mm -hmm. and one of the words, so it was rhyming hair, fair, and there. Mm. So obviously we say hair, fair, and there. Mm. My teacher literally, and this is this is when I would have had to stop and been like, no, I'm not from here, just so you can understand. Because 
I am black in the space of all white people. So mm-hmm. their first impression is that I'm going to be African-American. And then second after that is that I'm inferior. And then third after that is that oh. I'm less educated. So that's deep. Uh, so I was reading it, girl. I <laughs> felt that I was reading it. And my teacher stopped me. She's like, what are you saying? And I was like, what do you mean what I'm saying? And she's like, it's fear and here and there. And I'm like, fair, hair, (laughs) there. Like, I said what I said. And this would have been, like, the first week of school. Mm. So, like, here I am, like, yeah, I'm in a new place. Like, I love this for me. And I'm coming in, sing my big aria, and hear somebody talking to me like basically saying that talking down to you yeah talking down to me because of how i speak or what my accent is Mm. and i've never had to do with that a day in my life so just like experiencing that in like the first week of school would have that shut me down for like i won't say half the term Mm. like i was not getting up i was not singing that was a waste of money at that point because school was expensive like that that in itself and there were more there were more things like that that happened, just like how I pronounced my name. She was like, That's not how you pronounce your name. I'm like, but it's my name. <laughs> because we like and again it's accent wise, we we double stress things. So my name is Chantal. Right. And they're like, No, it's Chantal. And I'm like, mm, it's not. <laughs> so like even like spelling our name, something as simple as like spelling and putting the stresses where you would say your name they would have had an issue with. So I would have clearly had to say, look at my ID. I know y'all see my headshot is in front of the ocean because I had taken it at St. Lawrence Gap. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I literally took it right, right there where, like, um, where Pisces used to be, that little open area by the water. Mm. Boats in the back. I had yachts in the back. Yeah. <laughs> y'all could see Coast Guard. Yeah, Coast Guard. But Coast y'all could see I'm not deep. from here. So, mm-hmm. so I had to almost make it part of my identity forcibly. But in the beginning, I tried to not hide it, but you almost try to diminish it because you do want to fit in. And then I realized there's no way I'm going to fit in. I'm the only black person in this class. Mm. And deep, but not so deep because obviously it was problematic thinking. I was like, I don't want them to think I'm African-American either because that has a Mm. different connotation that I'm not prepared for. And I would have had to face that lots of times because when they would realize... I'm not. That's a serious identity crisis. It's serious because I'm here trying to split myself in three. For no reason. So you're black, you're female, Mm -hmm. and you're Caribbean. Yeah, and I'm just trying to split and split and split so that they find me uh, more palatable. Oh, yes, come through. Because that's exactly (laughs) what that is. Like, you're trying, especially because we are West Indian, so we have such a, not abrasive, but we have a very frank way of saying things. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not trying to... Sugarcoat anything. Sugarcoat, we're not trying to ponder. And I think the... Obviously, the best part that we will have here is that we are constantly working with people that sound like us, that look like us. So then we get into that space, and it's, like, complete, you're like, thrown to the water. You're like, oh, I don't know. Even something as simple as, like, I don't know if y'all have it, but in Bali, we were just, we would touch whatever bar we want. Uh, mm-hmm. There is, like, you got to be on the left. And I'm like, first yeah. off, who said? Because <laughs> yeah. I remember going to class and, and touch right my right hand. My hand yeah. touched that bar so mm-hmm. fast. When I told you, the teacher yelled, take your hand off the bar. <laughs> Whoa. I, I started my first ballet class with my right hand on the bar and everybody was facing me facing the back like, you're like oh this is center stage oh I'm wrong okay. <laughs> so like, was like, oh, no. that's exactly what that is so there's so many like tiny things that you're like dissecting and trying to cover too. Mm-hmm. and then by, by the end I was like this is I'm me let's mm-hmm. get on with it and yeah. by that time when I decided to just like be myself is when I started Breaking in more leads, more attention, all that sort of stuff. Because I wasn't trying to hide anything at that point. Mm. So, yeah. 
you had anything that you felt uncomfortable with as a Barbadian? Were you in a, a predominantly white school as well? Yeah, so I mean, Interlochen was very international, so I didn't really have any problems there. They even had like international week and we were cooking. Yeah, Interlochen's like, that place. It was like, yeah, it was like a very racially diverse bubble. Okay. Everybody was very accepting. College was a different story. Mm-hmm. I was in Arizona, <laughs> Republican state. Oh, let's just preface that. Okay. Um, and I think actually, like, now thinking about it, that was probably why I did not. I love college, but like, the experience itself was just mm-hmm. so difficult because, like, you walk into a room and you realize that you're the only black person. And, like, that alone is pressure because you, like, there is almost like this thing that you feel that like you have to prove that you belong in that space. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then, on top of that, like, some people, like, my accent, university, yeah, it's so shame. But, like, it definitely flattened out because yeah. people were like, what are you saying? Can you repeat? And I was just repeating so myself over and over. you literally had to change yourself to... Yeah. You just get tired. Ten. It's just so annoying, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, my accent flattened out, and at some point, people would be like, oh, yeah, like, where are you from? And I say Barbados, and they're like, no, like, like where are you from? <laughs> and I was like, Barbados. And they're like... And you know, like, that face they make where they're like, okay, I know it's not in the U.S., but I don't know what you're talking about. Like, always that face. Uh. So... There was so much pressure to do well and prove myself because, like, I don't... Like, again, because of these three things, you're a female, yeah. you're black, and you're a West Indian. You're just yeah. really trying and to break down also, so much. I think, for me, I felt like, in most of the spaces that I went into, I knew that I was probably the first Bajan to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, I wanted it to be that. If anybody else came after me, like, it, would be easier. it was easier for them. Mm-hmm. Because people knew what to expect. Like, this person was going to work. Like, don't think that they're less than because mm-hmm. they didn't go to school in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And they come from a country that you know nothing about. Mm-hmm. And they have a different accent, too. Like, they already, like, the foundation is kind of already there. Okay. So. Yeah, that's a different yeah. layer. Because we were the first people. Like, I would have been the first person at my school that would have been from Barbados as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, you really are trying to lay a foundation while also teaching people around you to be more tolerant while also trying to prove that you belong there. You're mm-hmm. not, like, you know, you're not one of the ones that's just, like, paying to go here. You, like, really yeah, belong there. Yeah, just get there. a scholarship yeah. just because. So I wish they just gave away scholarships just because. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's end it off here with this question. Was it was it worth it? Was it worth it to go overseas? Was it worth it to travel with Michelle? Did you think you got the exposure that you wanted? Or you think you could do more um, now and in the future? And because we're in COVID, we have so much time to think. <laughs> about <laughs> <laughs> like, like this is what I really want to go back and do or <laughs> was it worth it being chosen was it worth it going somewhere else like tell me well to me it was definitely worth it worth it um like they said I felt like I had reached my peak in Barbados too which is why I wanted class to get classes elsewhere mm-hmm. so my closest and easiest stop was Trinidad first mm-hmm. and that opened so many doors mm-hmm. and now because that has opened so many doors, and I get further and further till there's a point, like, no, we're trying to, yes, there's soca dance, but it's not really a genre, as most people say. <laughs> so, no, I, not to toot my own horn, but to I'm take. one of the people out there trying to. You better not wait, Charlie. You better not. I paid, <laughs> I 
pave the way. <laughs> you better not pave that way. And just our ancestors are watching. The way no, no, me trying to help it get a structure. Okay, mm-hmm. it is not anything new, but trying to make it make a structure of it so that it is not more acceptable, but like it's easier to share with the rest of the world and not just seen as a oh that's just how they party or that's just how they live. Okay. Um. Also, from being there, I get to be. Are not I'm happy to be the middle man now making connections. So mm-hmm. I send in my people here videos of dance groups from Trinidad and they're making connections and I see people traveling in between and then I end up teaching workshops in different Caribbean islands or in the US or wherever it is. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing people to our culture as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. And showing them what we have to offer and mm-hmm. I hope that it gets to a point where it could actually facilitate the process to and some people up there and like even bringing those same international dancers that we've been talking about to mm-hmm. Barbados. So it was definitely worth it for me. I feel like experience, gaining experience is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. So if you can get out there and get experience from somewhere else, do that. Mm-hmm. I'm yet to reach the motherland and dance in the that's, villages. That's, that's where you want me to, girl. <laughs> exactly. That's somewhere in West Africa. Yep. Just giving me some... Kicking up some... Mm. <laughs> Kicking out some dirt, man. Exactly. Kicking out some dirt. Like, I'm real hot watching this. Yeah, so, right about so. Until right. then, you know, just rocking it till we read somebody else, you know. Right, so Chantal, was it worth it? Uh, yeah, it's definitely worth it. I feel it for me because I like to know the differences between things and how I can blend them as much as possible because I feel, once I know the differences between things, I can figure out where I fit a lot better or where I can maximize my talents. So, as Nani said, if you could get out, or well not get out, but if you can leave and experience more, then find a way to do it because it's going to obviously make you better or it will at least make you more tolerant or, like, empathetic to the art that you're trying to be in. Yeah. Also, I think based on you specifically, you, you found your niche in makeup as well mm-hmm. and expressing... Like blending opera singing. That's because the people at my productions couldn't do my makeup. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because it was wrong complexion. Yeah. See? And I was like, y'all not about to have me on stage as the lead casket ready. <laughs> <laughs> y'all not about to do that to me for my million dollars I pay you for school. Right. So, and, and you used, like, right now, if you're watching her on social media, she is doing um, the Halloween looks. And within those looks, sis is giving us vocals. Mm-hmm. Like, she's singing. She's legit singing and giving character. And I think that is so good that you could blend all your talents together. I want to pause and mm-hmm. plug in the folk. Yeah. Yes. yes. She's been yes. giving us yes. Elijah Blast, mm-hmm. Mother Sally. She so Mother Sally. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's been giving us all of the cultural folklore. not only in Barbados, but in Trinidad and in yeah. Grenada and everywhere. So yeah. you've been educating us, sis. Thank you. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so was it worth it? Definitely worth it. I think I have such a broader knowledge than I would have if I just stayed. And I think the dream that I had when I decided that I want to be a dancer here has evolved and has changed. And I'm doing something that I never thought that I would do. And I'm so happy doing it. And I wouldn't have had it if I left, if I hadn't left. And I feel like everything is like changing now. Like people are more like this podcast like i love this idea (laughs) (laughs) like you know like reaching so many people and letting people know that people are doing it yeah and i feel like 
if you want to, people are doing it and have done it. And we'll, like, if you have questions, like, ask. Yeah. Because yeah. the information we, is accessible like, to yeah, you. Yeah, we want to help people come up and do the same thing and do better than we're doing now. Mm-hmm. So, like, just do it. And I was very much in that place of, like I said, I didn't necessarily have a pathway or a vision. So, like, to me, Aisha was a big mm-hmm. influencer on that. And she opened a lot of doors and gave me some sight to a lot of things. But know that there are people that are doing it. You're and not also, one of those people. <laughs> Aisha also I, um, did go overseas too. She yeah, went to yeah. Jamaica. Yeah. So she had that perspective of Barbados versus Jamaica. Exactly. So having those people in front or before you to yeah. actually show you there, there's a way to do things, I think, takes a lot of the scary, out, the scary part out of it for other people. To show yeah. that somebody else could do it. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, have a mentor to look up to, kind of something. Clothes mouths don't get fed, by the way. That what? Closed mouths don't get fed. That's my other motto. So ask. And shall we see? Yeah. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. This is so much fun. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys, for this insight. What what I've gained from it that I didn't really think about was the cultural identity. I didn't know that, you know, you could be ostracized based on your accent or your race. And um, hopefully through time, especially now that we're going through a presidential election, which is Mm. horrible. Um, we can see some type of difference um, in race. Maybe. In race cross. Um, and artists and West Indian women, protect our black women. Uh, and going forward, you know, like, we can motivate people to, as Nandi said, go for it. Like, do what you want to do. Think outside the box. You see other all your friends pushing you and motivating you to hold your purse and go out on the stage. You know that that's something that we can all motivate everybody to do. So thank you so much, guys, for being here. Um, is there anything you want to talk? You you think we should talk about next? What do you think we should talk about next? <laughs> so we had men in dance before we had the art of performance with Aisha. We had pursuing what you love with Jalisa Tila and Lana. And the first one was how we pivot. So we pivoted mm-hmm. in um COVID nineteen. So I think we have another thing set up and it's just the tourism industry in Barbados as it relates to dance. Yeah. So that yeah, would be that nice. Would be good one. Um so market it to because for me, it's a how do we get into corporate and show corporate how we can be useful to and paid. them. Right, exactly. And make a yeah. living off of it. The so way we should be paid. Tourism and marketing and making yes. a living off of it in Barbados as well. Yeah. So so that if you do decide to come back here or whatever the case is, you can still make a living off of yeah. your love. Yeah. So that's the next thing, um, marketing and using tourism or making dance a form of tourism. So. Yeah, I think... Yeah, the best place to do the best way to do that obviously is as Nandi's already doing it to like structure soca dancing mm-hmm. to make it a technique because for us we we learn different techniques for modern we learn all these different ballet techniques and they all have names and they're documented and they, yeah. like that's where we need. I to I also do move think it. we have techniques here. We sure have techniques. Um, Mr. Carson has his own technique Car- that he's come hard. up with, <laughs> and it's not is is a mixture of landship yeah. and Afro Caribbean folk. So that's something that we could then put on the platform. Trotty, we always got a trotty technique. We it's don't know true. what it is, but no, it's yeah, something we, you no, need we to definitely, us. We definitely have those techniques. Right. And it's, we just have to document it. Yeah, before know. these people pass away as well, because mm-hmm. they're getting old. So, And that's no shade to them. This is a real thing people it's die. It's true. So we should pre- preserve everything that we've learned and 
move it forward and show the world. Thank you so much, guys, for being here. Get home safely. And I look forward for you to see in this podcast. Like, drop um, your comments in the in the not in the bio, but in the comment section <laughs> below. <laughs> Click on my bio. Let us know what you want to talk about or give your feedback on this discussion. Thank you.